Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to the latest edition of Gifts for Glory podcast. Really excited to share this uh, uh, episode with you. It's going to be a great conversation coming up in just a few moments. Uh, huge shout-outs. Before we get started, I want to send out some huge shout-outs to uh, Kevin and uh, Kristen Collier at the Creative Motion Network. Uh, we just want to say uh, thank you all so much for uh, having us on your platform and uh, bringing us in uh, to the Creative Motion Network to make sure that uh, uh, all sorts of and, and the Creative Motion Network is available on Roku, uh, absolutely free subscription. Uh, so find the Creative Motion Network or right below uh, is the uh, Facebook address at Creative Motion Network. I want to thank them so much for carrying the show and uh, for um, uh, for giving a platform to so many uh, great Christian artists and, and uh, programs. I want to thank them. Also, a huge shout out to uh, Barry Alsobrook, who is going to be our guest in two weeks. Uh, he is uh, part of the Taken TV Network, uh, which is also a free streaming service. You can find them on Facebook at Taken TV Network. And uh, the Taken Network uh, also carries this audio broadcast. So we want to thank uh, Barry Alsobrook and uh, the Taken TV Network for carrying us and uh, just helping us uh, share the word with, uh, uh, with all of our listeners, all of our viewers. And uh, with that, I want to bring up our uh, Devotions with Dave segment. Uh, this week's uh, verse is coming from uh, uh, the book of Revelation, which uh, uh, is one of my favorite books because it just it, it's so powerful, the, the end times and what God is doing and what he's building towards. Uh, so let's dive into uh, Roman, uh, excuse me, Rev- Revelation 12, 11. And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Uh, Revelation 12, 11. And that's the the biggest reason that we do this show is to share testimony because the blood of the lamb has already bought the victory. Jesus sacrifice on the cross has already bought salvation for us. It's just whether or not we receive it and then tell somebody about it. So here on the gifts for glory podcast uh, on our show on uh, Roku, on the uh, creative motion network on taken TV network and on podcast platforms all over it's all about sharing our testimony because we've already believed in the blood of the lamb. Now we're telling somebody about it. We're telling them about our testimony. And uh, that's so powerful because when you share your testimony, number one, you give God glory, you show the power of uh, of him in your life, but also at the same time, you're encouraging other people, other people who maybe uh, are coming from the same background or similar backgrounds or been through similar tragedies or challenges. When they hear your story and hear you talk about how you overcame uh, through the power of Christ, that encourages them. Either if they're already a Christian and they believe, it encourages by lifting them up. Or if they're not a Christian and, and they they need to hear that there is hope, there is life, there is joy that's beyond what we see on this side of eternity. And th- what's also key in that verse is in verse 11, it says, and they have defeated him. Now, who is him? The enemy, Satan, Lucifer, the devil. We can defeat him by the blood of the lamb, the power of Christ, and also by our testimony, by just talking about uh, what Jesus has done in our lives. 
So that is our Devotions with Dave segment. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, going with me on that. Revo- Revelation 12, 11. And uh, we're really, uh, uh, really excited because um, we've got a great episode today. We're going to bring in a, a chaplain of a ministry called Canines for Christ. Uh, some background for you. In 2007, Larry and Susan Randolph started Canines for Christ in Tampa, Florida. The ministry today continues to be operated uh, from Tampa with oversight by a board of directors and faithful volunteers. Larry is a spiritual direct, uh, spiritual leader of Canines for Christ and is a board-certified crisis response chaplain and a longtime Billy Graham rapid response chaplain. He also trained as an uh, evangelist with the Billy Graham Evangelical uh, em- I always struggle. Uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic uh, Association. Uh, over the years, Larry and his beautiful wife, uh, excuse me, beautiful lab, excuse me, uh, Gracie, have achieved thousands of visits and have uh, reached hundreds of thousands of people with God's powerful love. So as I'm stumbling over the intro, let me just bring in our guest at this time. Uh, let's uh, bring in uh, uh, Chaplain Larry Randolph. Uh, uh, Larry, thank you so much for joining us here on Gifts for Glory. My pleasure, Dave. Look look forward to it so much, to, to uh, telling your readers about this testimony of have uh, great faith about how this ministry got started, what, what, what has happened to it. And I do apologize for butchering the intro. Uh, we're live, so there's no do-overs. <laughs> <laughs> it sometimes can be tongue-twisting, evangelical, uh, you know, if you don't uh, speak it all the time. So, but uh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Everything yeah. was good. Thank you so much. Uh, so let's talk about it. In 2007, uh, you get inspired uh, to uh, do uh, this ministry. Now, what's very interesting about this ministry is I watched uh, some of your bio uh, information is you're starting Canines for Christ, but you yourself are without a canine. So uh, tell us about how this uh, happened. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting story. And uh, uh, in 2007, I had a, another career that my career actually was a real estate developer and broker commercial. And uh, I had a very successful job, was uh, very busy and had an active life with my wife and grandchildren. And uh, everything seemed to be really perfect to kind of at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I had always done that always, but in a great portion of my latter life, uh, adult life, I'd done a devotion every morning. I got up early, I had my cup of coffee and sit in my quiet room and just the Lord and I would talk and study and read and we would we would uh, we would have some time together. And this one particular morning in August of 2007, uh, God said, put down your book. I want to talk to you and I want to give you a, a something to do. And uh, I always call it, it's called a, the little small whisper. And the Bible says that in the, in, in the Bible, there are whispers, God whispers to his followers. Well, he whispered to me and he said, I want you to start a ministry and I want you to use uh, dogs. And I want these dogs to be therapy dogs that can uh, be ordinary dogs, but be, uh, be, be gentle or be kind, be loving and be comforting to people and uh, that are in nursing homes, that are in special needs, that are in, in uh, hospice or many other places. And I want you to do it in my name. I want you to do it and show people that God loves them, that I love them. Well, so all this was coming through my mind. And the uh, first thing I said was, Lord, I don't have a dog. Are you talking to me or my neighbor? 
because I don't have a dog. So uh, the uh, you know, that's how God does things. So He puts things on your heart, and it's up to you to obey or not to obey. So uh, my wife uh, came into the room later, and as I was praying about this, I said, "Honey, guess what? God spoke to me this morning, and He wants us to start a ministry using therapy dogs." Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, "Wow." Well, you know, we don't have a dog, right? I said, I know that. She said, well, we have a dog because my daughter, our daughter had a dog. So she said, we can maybe borrow Cody. That was the dog's name. It's just a six-year-old golden retriever, not trained, but just a good old friendly dog. Mm -hmm. And so God gave us the dog, even though we didn't have a dog. And so we started the ministry uh, with a faith and obedience and I told God, I said, because it just so happens that I was studying a scripture at, at that time, and it was Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, mm-hmm. but acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Well, that scripture is the scripture that we go by today because I didn't have any understanding about how to do this at all. But I acknowledged him. I said, I'm going to do I'm going to do as you asked me to do, Lord, but you're going to have to open the doors. You're going to have to help me get through this this, uh, and and teach me what to do. But he said, you do it. I'll open every door. So that's the humble beginning of this. And since that period of time, Dave, uh, we started with a borrowed dog uh, through uh, uh, visitations throughout the, the Tampa community through other people seeing us on uh, uh, podcasts, radio, TV, internet, so forth. Over the years now, we have uh, uh, been able to approve uh, over a thousand volunteers throughout the country and uh, several foreign countries. So God has really uh, blessed this ministry in an amazing way. And uh, we've been able to really touch the lives of millions of people with God's love using these vessels the the dog is a vessel he's the they're the door openers as you know uh, uh you said you have some dogs so you you know how uh much dogs love to be uh in a in a human's life okay mm-hmm. and the dog loves people and that's their job is to be comforting to people and uh to bring a dog with a warm nose and a wagging tail mm-hmm. into somebody that's a nursing home person that's lonely and that may be Ill, uh, sick or and have this dog just open that door to of communication so that we can tell people that God loves you today. He's with you through the struggles. And I just wanted to come and tell you this and to, you know, maybe I can pray for you or or we can hold, hold hands or talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. It's just a way of op- giving an opportunity to a volunteer that maybe has tried other ministries before, but uh, they it, it hasn't clicked with them about how to minister because they're shy or they don't know how to uh, say, you know, present the, the gospel of Christ uh, to a stranger. But the dog kind of plays the role for you because the dog makes it, opens the door so that you can break the ice. And then once you break that ice, once the dog does, then you, the person has the opportunity to share the minister, the, the, the love of Christ to people. So it's a, uh, it, it was an interesting beginning, but as I said, I always tell people that 
um, there's a story in the Bible about uh, uh, Jesus as at the, uh, on the Sea of Galilee, and he was preaching. And he he uh, uh, when he first started out, and he uh, was the crowds were backing up to him, and so he he was backing up right on the shoreline. So he saw these fishermen on the side, and it happened to be Peter, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "I would like for you, Peter, uh, to." Uh, uh, I'd like to use your boat if you don't mind and go out and, and, but Peter said, well, he looked at Jesus and he didn't really know Jesus, mm-hmm. but he knew about him. But so Peter could have said, no, he goes, no, I'm too busy. I don't got to clean my nets. I've been working all night and I'm not going to do this. But what would have happened if Peter would have said no, if he would have, the world would have changed. Lives would have changed if he would have said no, but he said yes. And because the, the point of that is, but if you say yes to Jesus, he can do amazing things. Yeah. And he's done amazing things with this ministry. Yeah. And it's beautiful because dogs have just, even if you're not a dog person, if you're going through something, just that wagging tail and that unassuming uh, dog smile that you see it immediately breaks down walls and and people automatically become disarmed. That's right. That's right. And I've often, I've often said that the reason why dog is spelled D-O-G is because it's a perfect reflection of God's love, G-O-D. It does. It absolutely. And, you know, uh, it just so happens that when this, you know, God's timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, uh therapy dogs were just kind of coming into the medical world in the aspect of their therapy what they can do so uh uh now we combined it with uh spiritual therapy in addition to animal therapy but the things that uh were were occurring at that time were were studies about how dogs can benefit people and some of them are uh, uh it lifts the spirits of a person dog mm-hmm. does and lessens depression okay lowers anxiety you know you come in you're all hyped up from work and what's a dog do he's jumping up on your wants to get in your lap and you're petting him lowering anxiety okay relieves loneliness many people doing COVID have told me that if it wasn't for their dog they don't know where they'd be because the dog has relieved their loneliness and their companionship they gather that from the dog encourages communication uh, absolutely. You talk to the dog or you communicate that way, but reduces boredom, provides comfort, decreases freedoms of uh, feelings of isolation and alienation, lowers blood pressure, improves cardiovascular health. And when you pet an animal like your dogs or cats, there's an endorphin that's released. It's called oxytocin. And once that petting motion is done on an animal, that chemical is released in your body and it warms you. It gives you a sense of warmth, makes mm. you feel better. So these are just some of the, and also a lot, a lot of this, now we're, we're seeing the effects of dogs being going in schools and kids reading to the animals because that has improved their reading skills because dogs are not judgmental. Mm-hmm. Teachers are judgmental. So the kids sit around and read to a dog and they seem to communicate better. So there's just so much gifts that a dog can bring to uh, uh, to thera- therapeutic situations. But 
then we bring God's love into the equation. And the combination of those has been incredibly powerful. You mentioned uh, taking the uh, dogs into schools. Do you uh, Are you able to go into public schools or is it primarily uh, parochial uh, private schools? Both, both. Uh, now, I say public schools, uh, there are public schools that allow us to go in. The main reason they allow us to go in is because of a Christian principle. If that Christian principle sees that we're canines for Christ and knows that we're going in there with the ministry of presence and we present our shirts and our dog vest and the things that we have, then we're okay to go in. Now, if it's not, if it's a, uh, a, a non-believer, then they probably won't let us in. Mm. But, uh, in but private schools, uh, Christian schools, uh, those are all, you know, we've been in many, and we've been in many public schools. So more and more schools are allowing us in and they love that opportunity of us coming in there and letting the dogs uh, sit while the kids read, read to the dogs. What are some of the, the biggest challenges of running a ministry like this? Well, the biggest challenges is having enough volunteers. Hmm. Uh, the need is great. Uh, the Lord, the Bible says the workers are few, but the need is so, it's intense. So, uh, it is, that is exactly, that is exactly the truth. We have, uh, a large volunteer base, not large enough though. We, we could use, you know, whatever God allows, but, uh, a, a lot more people to come into the ministry, to reach out into their communities, to share the love of Christ. Uh, so the challenges has been, uh, getting the word out basically. Uh, and we don't really promote the ministry with uh, lots of uh, public media or it just kind of comes to us. Uh, but we, we know that God has used this, the, the uh, social media and, and other a avenues of, of reaching people to help us grow the ministry at a time when it's, when it's ready for us to grow. Because there's certain things that you can take on, Dave. That may not be, that may sound good, but if you can't handle it all internally, then that's just going to hurt the organization. In, in right. Sense. So the challenges have been really getting more volunteers. Uh, and uh, we're constantly accepting people all the time, but there's just such a great need out there right now and always will be. For anybody that's uh, listening or watching that has uh, a dog, uh, what kind of dogs do you accept, and uh, how would uh, somebody volunteer? Well, we accept any dog. We have little uh, two-pound Yorkies, uh, uh, things that you can hold in one hand, to 190-pound uh, Great Danes, Mastiff, uh, you know, all different types of breeds, as long as they are sociably uh, acceptable. And mm -hmm. what that means is that they have to pass a test through the American Kennel Club called the Good Citizen Certification, Canine Good Citizen Certification. And that is the, the, uh, the test that's given by the AKC, which is the largest kennel organization in the world that uh, signifies that the dog is sociably acceptable to go out into the community. And uh, so the dog has to be non-aggressive, uh, be able to be, be friendly, petted, uh, on the head or on the back without, you know, uh, uh, barking or growling or anything of that nature, uh, has to be able to stand or sit, uh, so that people can pet the dog. Mm. Uh, it has to be, like I said, friendly. 
and uh, that's all that uh, that's all that a, a therapy dog really needs to be because that's all their job is is to love up on people basically it's the good what i call meet and greet go up to somebody with a, what I, I said the warm nose and the wagging tail and let that person love up on them for a little while and then combined with that the, our volunteer brings out the love of christ it's just a simple message sometimes that you thank you for letting us bring our dog in uh want you to tell you that god loves you today every all our volunteers are told to say that if you don't say anything else say thank you for letting us be here today with you remember god loves you today how powerful a message if that message was heard more times in the world i don't think we'd be in such a dark place right now amen to that because we live in a society where there's nothing but negative messaging even if it's not personally directed it's just everything you know, the news uh, you see people getting fights on social media so totally. just a simple message of god loves you and yeah. uh, thank you for letting us uh bring this dog to to share some love with you yeah, and yeah. that the positivity is, is infectious it is it is it's it, and it's been a and I, I don't think as many visits as i've gone on which have been thousands uh i i can't remember uh maybe once or twice somebody ever saying you know get away from us or we don't want to be around you now uh, i have had some encounters with some muslims uh and some buddhists and uh you know the a lot of other religions that that don't believe in jesus but uh or our god but i always tell them this i said you know uh that's okay but i want to tell you that god loves you because he created you so our God loves you. And I'll leave it with that message uh, because that is the truth. God loves all. He created us all, even if we're, we're uh, you know, uh, Baptist or, or Buddhist or, or whatever, non-believers. Our God, the God that created us all, loves us all. And he sent his son to die for everybody, everybody. Amen. Well, uh, Larry, uh, I love I love it. Uh, I love Canines for Christ and what you're doing. And um, I, I heard you talked a little bit about uh, you know, media, social media. I actually heard about Canines for Christ on Caleb. They did a piece of, about you all a little bit over a month ago. And I said, I really want to share this story because I think it's it's powerful. And it's a way that maybe people don't think of that they could still serve the kingdom of God in a very simple unassuming uh way where you don't need to be a biblical scholar or be uh, a master of divinity you just take the dog take your dog and just love people with, with your dog it's a very simple ministry because it's simple the way it you, know, you don't have to just like you said uh, uh go to a class to learn how to witness to people uh, you don't have to uh, uh, have any special training. All you have to have is the love of Christ in your heart. Let God work through you and that dog, and the doors will open. I mean, many, many people, many volunteers have told me their lives have been changed because of what had they have experienced by bringing their dog into visiting an elderly person or maybe seeing a, a, a visiting a hospice patient or or uh, seeing a veteran or something of that nature. And I have a lot of stories, the personal stories that I have about that. But people that get into this ministry, 
if they do it on a regular basis. Now, like a lot of ministries, we all know that people come and they get excited and life goes on and, and they drop out. That's just the way that it is sure. in ministries. But uh, the people that do it on a regular basis and stay in it uh, to, to volunteer and to serve the Lord in this way, uh, uh, their, their lives are changed because they see that they're reaching people with God's love and compassion and hope and, and sharing the gospel of Jesus. And that's what we are called to do. You know, that's what it, uh, that's what he said it uh, before we left this earth. He says, I'm calling you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to this world. And he didn't say that we had, we couldn't do it using dogs. He said, right. he said, you go out and do it. So, you know, we're just part of the body of Christ. We're one of many ministries that have the opportunity to share the love of Christ to people. And God used a donkey at one point, so God can he use did. any being to reach people. Absolutely. Absolutely. He sure did. Yeah. And that was a beautiful story, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Larry, I want to uh, uh, transition and uh, talk about your journey to Christ. Um, one of the biggest uh, parts of our show is always hearing the story of how you found a relationship with with uh, Jesus. So, did you grow up in a Christian home? Uh, what were your influences that that impacted you on that on that journey? I did grow up in a Christian home. Uh, uh, my mother uh, was a, uh, a devout Baptist in Louisiana, and uh, she, uh, from the time I was just a toddler, I'll never forget her dressing me in a uh, a suit, a little coat and jacket and tie and uh, carrying me to Sunday school class and church and uh, singing in the choir. And uh, uh, even though I didn't want to go a lot of times, you know, I just was was a little boy. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I uh, she'd always read Bible to me. I remember at night before I would go to bed, she would always uh, come in and read scripture to me as a little kid. And, uh, and even through my uh, high school and college years, uh, uh, my mother was always there for me, guiding me, uh, giving me scripture, teaching me, showing the, uh, showing me how to live a Christian life. So she was the foundation of my life. Now, uh, as I grew older, you know, I, uh, like a lot of people drifted out from, from the Lord. I mean, I, but in kind of moved into, uh, you know, secular world in a great degree. But uh, you know what? God never left me. I always mm -hmm. tell people that. You leave him. Uh, but he keeps you on a path, but he does. He, but you, he steers you right back into that path. So uh, he steered me back into that path. And I never got too far away, but I got off. But he was always pulling me back. He's, he's, what's, he's what I always think of him as. A, 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 I always think of two sheepdogs that were always nipping at my heels and God's sheepdogs are goodness and mercy. Mm. He says that in the 23rd Psalm. Okay. So I always knew that there were two sheepdogs nipping at my heels, pulling me back on the path, uh, uh, which is uh, the path of the good shepherd. So I knew that he was after me. So, but God kept me uh, uh, in, in, in his vision and, and I'm grateful and, since that period of time back in 2007, uh, my, my life has changed. I uh, uh, it eventually ended up uh, uh, getting out of that career, 
uh, and started uh, full time in Canines for Christ. Uh, got you know certified as the chaplain and as a, uh, a minister, and uh, now have been able to to uh, guide and disciple uh, hundreds of people into the kingdom through this amazing ministry. So it's been an amazing journey. He has really, uh, but there's a plan for everybody. You know, God mm -hmm. has a plan for everybody. Since you, when you were born, God had a plan for your life. Now, sometimes it, you veer off of it to a great degree. And unfortunately, a lot of people never get back to what God's plan was, but a lot of people get back on the plan and he can really open up this amazing pathway for you. If you just allow him to come into your life. It's beautiful. God say you we have an amazing God and he loves us so much. Amen. What was uh what do you think looking back has been your greatest challenge uh to following Christ? What uh was there ever a time where you had doubts or you uh you really struggled in faith? Uh you know, I I, I think that uh uh there were times when uh, uh, I wanted things to succeed in like a business career. Mm -hmm. And uh, when disappointments came in, I didn't get the promotion or I didn't get the job I needed. Uh, I felt uh, defeated and that uh, God wasn't blessing me. And, uh, uh, you know, those can be very debilitating feelings and, and really create doubts in your mind. Uh, but God's amazing grace guided me through that. And uh, I thank him every day for giving me patience and wisdom to follow his guidance. And even though there are times in, in my life that I wanted more than he wanted more for, for me because it wasn't the right path I was going to take, but God does those things. He, mm -hmm. he may, he may not want you to do something, even though you want it really bad. That's not where he wants you to go. Okay. But you, you got to learn those things. Yeah. And that comes, that comes from experience. And then, but how you deal with that afterwards is what counts. And, and he's taught me a lot. So I'm grateful for all the lessons I've learned from God. Amen. So you're uh, the, the chaplain, founder, spiritual leader for Canines for Christ. Um, how did you start recruiting volunteers uh, when you guys got going? Because I know you started with you and a borrowed dog. Yeah. How did you reach out and uh, and start getting people involved? Did it, were, did God just bring them to you, or did you have to go out and recruit? Well, uh, the first thing we did was when when uh, after we got the uh, the message from God, and we you know we have to think about what you're going to do. You know, God gives you the, but you use your your experience, and and I did because of a, uh, my background in business to develop something like this. The first thing I needed to do, and I felt, was to get support from a church, uh, 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 credibility. So mm -hmm. we at a church that we were going to at that time uh, was very big in missions. And so uh, uh, I uh, talked to our pastor, and I told him what God had told, what, what had asked me to do to start a ministry using therapy dogs. And I, I'd like for him if, to know if the church would uh, support it. 
or at least endorse it. Uh, and he said to me, he said, you know, I'm going to call this ministry Jesus with fur. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know, he said, and, and my pastor at that time, he had, was a minister of great vision. He, he could see what this could happen, this could develop into. Because I brought the dog in, the, my, the first dog I had, uh, I wanted him to meet the pastor. So the first thing he did was to jump on the pastor's lap. Uh, <laughs> so I told him, I said, you know, he's not trained, but he loves people. Okay, he says, what well, he says, you know, this could be amazing. He says, if, if you can, uh, uh, and you're going to have to do it, he says, because we will endorse it by the church, a large church, 3,000 people. He said, we'll endorse it to the, to the church, uh, and we'll help you, but you're going to have to be the leader of it. I said, that's fine. So what they did was, Dave, they uh, recognized it through the congregation. Uh, they put us up on the platform one Sunday, uh, we, and, and then people started, what's this all about? How do we get involved? You know, and we started growing from there. Now we had lots of growing pains because mm -hmm. we, had, we went through one thing and changed it and went through another and so forth and so on. So, but that's how you work through, you try to improve it as you grow. And, uh, uh, but so we started getting, that's how we started getting the volunteers. Then people started seeing us out in the public. Uh, caregivers saw us dealing with their loved ones, nurses, hospital uh, doctors, uh, People started hearing us about us. We've been on Fox News and some ABC and a number of other networks uh, a number of times in many radio stations all over the country hearing about us that way. So uh, it just gets the word gets out. I mean, it, it just starts to go because people want to hear a good story. Yeah, uh, they love dog stories. Everybody loves a good dog story. And then mixing it with a faith based story is a perfect segment for, to get people uh, in, motive encouraged in mm -hmm. our society. And, uh, you know, we've had uh, great success in people hearing about us through the media, so to speak. So, and that's how we've grown a lot. That's so awesome. That's, yeah. Do you have any uh, stories of maybe somebody that you've served uh, as Canines for Christ that has turned around and ended up being a volunteer? Yes, I, uh, uh, there was a man at the VA, uh, the Veterans Hospital, that mm -hmm. I was a volunteer chaplain and in charge of the animal assisted therapy teams. There's a large VA hospital here in the Tampa area, and it's, uh, it's a trauma center. And uh, we saw many patients there for years, many, many, many patients. And uh, there was one particular patient that had, uh, had been there, and uh, we had seen him in his room. Uh, he had had some, I don't remember the severity of his illness or his situation, but, uh, it, as we visited him on a regular basis, uh, we prayed with him. We had the opportunity to meet his family. And, uh, after that, uh, he called me and said, you know, I was so, so touched by, you know, your effort and what you're doing here and how, uh, I would like to be part of this. And so. That's one story, but there's other stories that people have seen us out in the community and have uh, wanted to become volunteers, you know, just by what we what we do, but what they think they know they can do also. Yeah. I serve for uh, Royal Family Kids Camp. It's a camp for foster kids. 
And uh, there's something that they have. It's called the story of the one where each year you go to camp and you serve one of these foster kids. And there's one kid that touches you, spe- uh, especially each year. So do you have somebody that you can think of that is kind of your story of the one, the one story that really sticks with you through all these years? I do. And it happens to be a story that I've told often, but it does stick with me because it's, it was a powerful uh, witness of the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. God's angels. And uh, again, I was at the, uh, the veterans hospital and I was in the hospice unit. And it just so happens that my wife was with me that day. And I had my dog, Gracie, who's our, uh, the, the uh, character on all the logo that we have. This is a lab here. And she's a British lab, white British lab. And she was with me at that on that day. And as we were walking to the hospice unit, a nurse came out of a room and said, uh, "This my patient is dying. And uh, uh, the family uh, uh, would like for, to know if you would come and pray with them over the, the patient. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've done that before. And, and But this particular case, we walked into the room and David was quiet. I mean, there was doctors and there was staff by the bedside. The, the relatives were there, the parents. There was a young man. He had been run over by a car. He was riding a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And he, he was in a coma, palliative state. They had given him medication to, you know, um, walk him through the last minutes of his life. And so as we walked into the room, the, you, could, you could hear a pin drop. Now, the interesting thing about it is the dog, Gracie, her job was always to walk into the room, a room, and look for somebody to, to go and meet and greet them because that was her job, okay? In this particular case, she walked ahead of me, and she walked, and uh, she walked about five paces into the room and just stopped dead in her tracks, mm. just completely stopped. And then she turned, and she walked over to the bedside of the man, okay? And she walked right up to his, his face, he was laying down on bed, of course, but she walked right up to him and she's a tall dog so she could see him. And then she put her head down on his arms, on his, on his arm as he was laying flat. And then she like sighed like, oh, and then she laid down next to him. Mm-hmm. And right after that, he took his last breath. Now, what happened there, and I told those people is that that dog saw something that we can't see because she saw God's angels in that room. The Bible says that when we as believers, God is ready to take us home. He's going to send his angels to take us up there with, you know, for, so we won't go alone. He, she saw something in that room. Now, you know, we don't see those things because our minds are so clouded with, you know, white noise and everything else. But but that dog sensed something there and she felt and sensed something. And I believe that she sensed the presence of angels in that room. And and I had the foresight at that time to tell those people that I said, you just witnessed something because they were like stunned. They couldn't talk. And I said, you just witnessed something that I believe what happened is your son is now in the arms of Christ. Because the Bible says that absent with the body, present with the Lord. Those angels took your your son to be home with the Lord, and he's with the Lord right this moment. And the 
talking about the tears, but the joy that came out in that room at that time, it was so powerful. It gets me chills to even think about it again. It was an yeah. amazing experience. Because what a gift to be able to tell this family that's seeing somebody pass, uh, who is obviously uh, younger, probably not expected to go so young, and give them the gift that, yes, definitely uh, your son is in the arms of, of Jesus. Because no matter what, there's always that like semblance of doubt. Like, I think that they were a good person. They, they knew Jesus, but I don't know where they're at. Uh, yeah, there, there's even no matter no matter who it is, there's always that like question of of is there a secret I don't know. But to be able to just to confirm and, and give them that hope that yes, the, he is now in the arms of Jesus, it's a powerful gift that made the morning probably a little bit easier to to swallow. It did. It made it a lot easier, and uh, uh, you know they uh, were so comforted by that and. You know, uh, it was a, a beautiful, beautiful experience, and one I'll never forget, and my wife will never forget it, and, uh, and it just reinforced my belief that you know God is there and present, and uh, again He sends His uh, ministering angels to minister in situations like that. And uh, but the thing about it though was what the dog saw. Mm -hmm. I or sense she sent something, and I, it, it was it was powerful to see that. Because I've never seen her do that before, or, or, and I never seen her do it. You know, it, it's just been the one time that I've ever seen her do something like that. It was wow. a, very unusual, but yeah. very powerful. Such a gift. That that's such yeah. an awesome story, and uh, those it's a story like that that keeps you going when whenever things get get hard or, or you struggle. So thank you so much for for sharing that story. And I know that's going to be a blessing to uh, to anybody that's uh, watching or listening. Uh, so for those that are uh, watching or listening, uh, please connect at uh, the letter K, the number nine, for Christ.org, K9forChrist.org. Or you can find uh, K9s for Christ on Facebook at C4C Therapy Dog, C, the number 4C Therapy Dog, or on Instagram at uh, K9S for Christ, the letter K, the uh, number nine, S, the number four, Christ, K9s for Christ. Uh, so be sure to connect. And uh, Larry, we are near the uh, end of our time together. But uh, as I warned you before we went on the air that uh, we have two segments. The first one is called the interrogation. Seven quick questions that wouldn't have otherwise fit in the conversation. Uh, so here we go with the interrogation. So our first question is, what is your go-to comfort food? Oh, wow. Okay. I would say my go-to comfort food would be a lasagna. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> question number two, uh, what makes you laugh? Oh, I think my dogs. I think that they are bring a lot of laughter to me. Uh, they just are uh, just always just comforting coming up to me and doing something that just brings a lot of smile to my face so those those i have two two labs and they just make me smile bring a lot of comfort and joy uh, do both labs go out with you or just uh, Gracie? well gracie is 13 now she'll be 13 in september so she is just retired recently mm -hmm. 
but my other dog is another lab that's the same breed, uh, English lab, and she, she she's three, so she does go out with me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Question number three, uh, what has been your proudest moment? Oh, well, so many of them, but I think that, uh, uh, and I have to say uh, another experience in the ministry uh, was I was proud of my wife when she, we had a, an incident uh, at a hospital where there was a man that we had been seeing that had the uh, disease called ALS, and that's Luke Eric's disease. Yeah, and it's a very debilitating disease. It's a very short life expectancy once Pesos gets that, but their body completely just they can't move. So mm -hmm. this man was in the last phases of that, uh, and uh, we would go into his room, and every week he would be worse and worse. And he asked us one time if we would go in and bring the dog, or sit, bring, put the dog in the bed with him. So we did. We lifted up the dog and put the dog in the bed, and uh, he couldn't move his hands. But we would take his hands and put him on the dog on the dog's back and kind of rub, so he could rub the dog. Mm -hmm. And he started crying. The tears was coming down his face. And my wife, there was a on the bed stand next to him was a uh, a, a little basket of tissues. She took some tissues and she started wiping the tears off his face. Now, the reason why that's the proudest moment is because I was proud of her because at that time, I think that she reacted like what Jesus says in the Bible, that he will wipe our tears away from our yeah. pain and suffering. And I remember that incident that she reflected Jesus's love in that capacity, that she was wiping the tears away from that man. And it was a, it was a proud moment, beautiful to see something like that. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, let's go to something a little bit more challenging. Uh, question number four, uh, what keeps you up at night? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, let's see. I would say um, just letting God talk to me about what, how to uh, delegate more authority in, in the ministry. I, mm -hmm. I, I need to, to do that, and I have been working on that because when you start something, it's kind of hard to let it go. But as I grow older and in my in wisdom, uh, God is telling me, uh, let go more, mm -hmm. get more authority to other people, and I will bless that. So that kind of keeps me up, but I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, and, and understandably, it's much like being a parent, and sometimes you want to be the parent even into teenage and, and adult years. It's hard for you to, to let go because in many ways, the, this ministry is your child. Yes, it is. It is. It is. But it's God's ministry. Yep. I've always told people that this is about God. It's about him, and that uh, the reason why it's been the way it is growing it's because he gets all the glory. It's yeah. not about one person. I just started it, but I, you know, it's it's about God's ministry, and we always say that is that he gets the glory. Amen. Question number five: What is a quirk that you have that uh, your wife Susan teases you about? Quirk that I have. Oh gosh, let me think. Uh, 
I would say that pro probably it has to be uh, uh, you know, there's probably a bunch of them, but uh, quirk. Let me think. That would be that she teases me about. Uh, oh, okay. That sometimes I will. Uh, uh, tell her uh, or tease her about more than she likes. Let's put it that way. I kind of have a little kind of a teasing personality to some degree. So you know, and and as you know, you know, sometimes women like that. Sometimes they don't. Right. <laughs> Uh, to be the uh, the judgment of what the best time to tease her about something is uh, is uh, is probably the quirk I have that she teases me about. Yeah, yeah. I I feel you on that one. It, <laughs> it's hard to know. <laughs> it is hard to know. It is hard to know. But she puts up with me. That's a good thing. God bless yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number six. Uh, what is a talent you have that very few people know about? Oh, well, um, I think the talent that I feel that God has led me is the people. Mm -hmm. I, I like, I mean, I think that I haven't recognized uh, over years and through life's experiences and in, in God's providence is that I, I can kind of read people in, to mm -hmm. a great degree. And that uh, I, I love that. And I, I love being able to to uh, uh, tell people about uh, the love of Christ that's in my heart and that I can share that love and, and see the reaction to people uh, and, and how they, they respond to it. And uh, so uh, whether that's a talent or not, I, uh, I don't know, but it's, I think it's one of God's blessings that, I, that he's given me. And that's definitely a good one to have. Yeah. Right. Final question of the interrogation is, uh, what are your uh, go-to scriptures when you're uh, out on a visit? I know that uh, you, you've given the basic message, but you're waiting for the door uh, to open. So when that door opens, what are some of your go-to scriptures that you pull out? Well, first of all, uh, uh, John 3.16 is our go-to scripture. That's what we have in all our um, message material that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. So whoever believes in him does not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the Bible in, in a nutshell, basically. And and uh, and when a person, we have the opportunity to, uh, on the back of our cards, we have a scripture that says how to make heaven your home. And then we have the sinner's prayer. And uh, when we visit people, one of the things that we leave is a uh, uh, this card, you know, Get one for you. See, this card has a picture of the dogs on it. Those are our two labs right there. Okay, and uh, on the back of the card is uh, uh, scripture. It says John three sixteen. How to make and the sinner's prayer in a place to sign. And what this is, is that uh, this is a calling card. We leave this card with every visit. 
Mm-hmm. Every, every volunteer has their dog's picture on it, their identification, their name. And when they visit somebody, a nursing home piece, wherever they go, hospital, we always tell them, leave the card because tell, people will pick up this card and they will read it at some point and look at it and say, well, I remember that person that came by with their beautiful dog and then turn the back over. What does it say? How to make heaven your home. People want to know that. In the mm-hmm. So they need to read this. They can read it. John three sixteen. That's how to make heaven your home. You believe in Jesus and you're going to heaven with him. Okay. Trust in him. So, and then the sinner's prayer. There have been many people that have signed this prayer down here and accepted Christ. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's the go-to scripture though. It's John three sixteen. All right. Well, you made it through the interrogation unscathed. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. So the final question we ask every uh, interview is for anyone that's looking to use their gifts, uh, their talents, or passions for God's glory, uh, what is your wise counsel for them? Trust God. Trust in him. Uh, there will be things that you'll uh, have a doubt on and that you think you cannot do it and you feel that uh, you're not capable of, uh, but believe me, you know, I felt the same way, but, it, and, but God can do amazing things. He can do things that you don't even think that you can do yourself. If you just trust him and step out, so you have to step forward, you know, to do anything in life, particularly with God's amazing grace. If you just trust in him and step out, he can, he can guide you. He can put you on the path and he can bless whatever you're doing. So, uh, and he will surround you in many cases with people that will guide you and comfort you through the process too and counsel you, but, uh, uh, and, and do it in the name of Christ to give him all the glory, because if you're doing it for yourself, that is totally wrong. You should be doing it for God and to give him all the glory because that's what counts so that you can reach people in the name of Christ for him and he will bless it. Amen to that. Well, uh, Larry Randolph chaplain from, uh, canines for Christ. Uh, again, uh, for everyone listening and watching, uh, connect uh, with, uh, canines for Christ on Facebook at C four C therapy dog. Uh, that's C, uh, the number four C therapy dog. Or find them on Instagram at uh, at Canines for Christ, and that's at K, the number nine, the letter S, the number four Christ at Canines for Christ. You can also find them online and learn more about how to volunteer. Uh, K nine, that's uh, the letter K, the number nine, for Christ dot org. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, this uh, on this Welcome. show. Uh, we look forward to uh, reaching more and more people to, uh, with this ministry because, uh, like you said, the volunteers are needed. The uh, The harvest field is ripe, but the, the workers are few. So we're hoping to see many more people bring their four-legged friends out to serve. Amen, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, for everyone uh, that's uh, tuning in, we want to remind you uh, we're back next week. But we're going to be uh, back with a different show next week. Uh, June 23rd, I'll be out on the road uh, with my wife celebrating our anniversary. So uh, we'll be sharing the wise counsel from the first half of this year 
uh, replays of uh, the last segment you just heard uh, from all of our guests in uh, the previous uh, six months. And uh, that's June 23rd. The uh, uh, following week, uh, Barry Alsobrook from uh, the Taken TV Network, he's going to join us and share his story on June 30th. Hard to believe we're wrapping up the month of June. Uh, but we're looking forward to uh, the second half of the year as things open up. And uh, uh, I'm going to have to talk to my wife about getting a dog so I can jump in on Canines for Christ. (laughs) (laughs) But thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Have a great rest of your day. God bless, buddy. Thank you.